0: what's going on everyone welcome back to last minute politics after like a month of not having any kind of episodes so uh, I guess brief explanations I'll try to keep things brief uh, Again This is not a. This is an amicable departure Like me and Dragor are still friends We still talk, we still hang out, we still watch wrestling But Dragor is stepping away From not just last minute politics But all performing everything For at least a bit They're taking care of some personal things And I do this podcast To deal with my personal things So I, I will continue to record this uh at the moment my the current plan is to have kind of a I guess like a rotating hosts some in and out tag teaming might just be me some weeks I don't know might have more on <laughs> to record with me well something uh, this week we have uh our wonderful friend Cropo who is here to uh I don't know kind of help like not only co-host but also kind of I guess moderate you're acting as the backstop to this like pitching practice that is <laughs> gonna be me trying to talk about a, talk, trying to talk about stuff. I guess. Uh, say hello, yeah. Croppo.
1: Howdy. Um, I'm. I, I had a joke earlier. I can I can go ahead and re-say it, but I already spoiled it. Um, but yes, I am here to uh, add balance and other stuff to. It. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Pepper knows I'm biased towards stuff. Yeah. 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 Just. <sighs>
0: I had to bring in a treacherous anarchist to help and cool the the, the the bolshevism that was that is increasing rapidly. I in, mean
1: in really I'm I'm just a dem, democratic socialist pretending to be an anarchist. I'm just cosplaying as one online. Um not really, but <laughs> anarchism.
0: I'm learning more about anarchism, about communism, the differences between and I, like I've said from the outset, I still have a so much easier time having freaking conversations with with anarchists than i do i don't know just regular liberal people who haven't thought about the thing at all because agree or not at least anarchists have started looking around like they're like hey this is bullshit
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean the fundamental tenet that capitalism must need to be abolished in order for humanity to flourish is there the uh question is what do we do after that and since we're not an active revolutionist, I think we can get along a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, we don't have um, to have
0: our Red Russian-White Russian
1: split. <laughs> oh, well, it's it's more like Red Russian-Black Russian, but white, yes. Right, right, right. Yes.
0: I was going to say, the, the, the White Russians were like the czarists, right?
1: Uh, yes, the Tsarists and reactionaries and people supported by... Uh, Britain and France and stuff like that and that
0: makes and, sense. And, red uh, communism, black anarchism or that or those the trotsky people i'm slowly piecing together history. I feel like a, like a toddler, just groping my way through turn of the century Europe
1: oh yeah yeah it's it's definitely an interesting subject um, I've not covered all like the Russian stuff, but it's always been like turn of the century stuff back when I was a teenager. And it's like, oh yeah, here's this, that and the other thing. Um, So I I follow a lot of history stuff. Uh, It's actually one of the the, uh, YouTubers that I followed uh, a while ago had like uh, uh, an episode where it's just like, oh, yeah. So we dug up some stuff in the archives and uh, we have about 12 episodes that we we now, the the history on it is bad. So we have to like revise everything on there. (laughs) That's one of the best things about history is it's it's always alive. Um, You always discover new stuff uh, on there. Um, if you're looking for, for some mystery stuff like that, I think, uh, was it Aton Shea, uh, films and, uh, in Range TV do good documentaries about stuff. Um, and they do, they got a little bromance going on there and I, I, definitely appreciate that. They got like, they, they definitely enjoy each other's company and working together and it's just nice to see that in, in, uh, history stuff
0: so dragor will be i don't know if their. are I, I don't know if their absence will be 100 percent permanent kind of like with Zanny. like there's still definitely futures where they come on and hang out and talk with us but right dragor is stepping away from all of their performative duties to work on uh their own life for a bit so the last but we do have some res we need some plot threads that we must resolve from the last episode like, if people are listening through this in sequence i'll be like what the fuck happened they just didn't do episodes for like a month and a half and then uh, they come back, and we just we just pretend nothing happened. We're just moving on. Hey, Drago got off at the last train stop. We do need to talk about the last time uh, we were saying we were, we were we were about to attend in Chicago a C- the CPI conference, CPI Center for Political Innovation, an organization that spoiler alert, no longer exists. <laughs> mm. I do I do not want to make uh, this an hour long conversation. Uh, to be very upfront, I am definitely not here to defend any individuals in. The organization, uh, Caleb Maupin has been kind of, uh, kind of, stop adding qualifiers, Pepper. Caleb Maupin has been exposed to have uh, sexually taken advantage of people within the organization. And I obviously denounce that. The organization has dissolved as a result of that. It's split into various camps of fighting over people who, you yeah, you should, you should. I was not, I was not, this sounds like I'm a huge cop out. I was not super deep in the organization. I probably knew two people on like a, if I, if they heard my name, they go, oh yes, that guy who's at the, like, we have Zoom call meetings. They're they're all across the country, not people I've met in real life. People I've at most seen on streams online. I had been snooping around the org for a couple of months because if you know me, I don't half-ass things once i've like set my mind to like i'm gonna do this and now it's gonna happen and i was like okay we're getting into marxism leninism i'm gonna find some other marxist leninists who i think are saying and are reading this and i've been watching uh various things on the internet and reading reading the classics <laughs> reading i'm currently going through a uh, a guy r palm dot guy writing from the 30s but I, like and then, oh, this organization that has been suggested. oh, you should read this, and here's this interpretation of Marx. And, Mar-, and it was very, like, science Marx. Yeah. <laughs> like, not fucking around with, <laughs> with oh, who wore what flag pin? Or, oh, they didn't do the... It seemed like they were serious about actually doing shit. So I look into it, and I'm like, oh, they're having an event. Go to the thing. And then, go to event. People uh, get really... People Twitter was upset about it before uh, the allegations came forth. And then, what, a week later, mm. Caleb Maupin sexual exploitation allegations, organization dissolves. And I, oh, I. Which makes my job easier. Sure, even, it I did say. Sure fucking sucks. <laughs> it's like, oh, communists, let's do this. Oh, so this is like, uh, the not, not good things.
1: And then I'm just standing here oh. like, but, but, but communists. <laughs> so this, is, this was your first organization that dissolved through just, just awfulness. Oh, my. My dear, sweet summer child, oh.
0: I don't laugh because I think it's funny. I, I laugh because it's ridiculous, because of the, of the whole timing of... If I had just waited two weeks, it would have been like, oh, well, i fucking exploded. Yeah. And nobody, <laughs> nobody <laughs> need to know. I was, nobody, I didn't, I, I wasn't like on camera at the thing.
1: No, I mean, it wasn't like Pepper Coyote performs... Live. live. With the Z flag. I'm the, oh my yeah. Jesus
0: Christ. Okay, two criticisms I have. <laughs> Z flag. Uh the, the, if you've seen, it's usually a green uh, flag with a white Z, like stylized, like somebody with a paintbrush on it. And it is a symbol of I think the 150th uh, division of Russian military. A division that was—it's like celebrated because it was the one that was uh, in World War II, like sent in to do some big, like won some big Nazi battles and took over the capital and shit. So. When they're going in, and if you listen to Russia's line, this isn't me saying what I believe is true or false. This is just me fucking explaining the rationale. They say they're going in to denazify Ukraine, so they use the, oh, I'll get the Z flag, but boom, like last time, father. And you know, it's it's a big rally. It it gets the people motivated. It's effective propaganda. It's like yeah, get Russia, yeah. hooray, go fight a battle. And uh, that flag was also flown at the CPI conference I attended. I would personally not have done that. I was not consulted about which flags were going to be used. Uh thumbs down from me. I can say that without caveat. I agree like they also had an American flag and just the Soviet uh, Soviet flag. Uh, it was one that I think had like the victory date written on it so it was like the fucking a holofoil <laughs> Soviet flag. Right.
1: And, and those the special fine. edition yeah, like yeah, both of those
0: yeah. I do agree with I think that's fine if people are mad about the Soviet flag I would say like well let's talk about this like why are you so mad uh, and then uh, but the Z flag no not big on that wouldn't have done that I I I can't say I accept the criticism because like I said I didn't it wasn't me going like do it put in the Z flag all hands in favor right. like that moment never happened it, it is embarrassing like to be by in
1: somebody ahead of you yeah
0: yeah because I am unbelievably, like, surprisingly, I am not pro-Russian military. I'm kind of an anti-war person, which means, by definition, I can't really be pro-any milit- any military. And I would see that as being a pro-militaristic symbol. And, the, no, that, that goes against what I, uh, the message I would want to put forth. So, Kropo, I've now talked for a bit. I think I've hit all my, like, big, out-of-the-way early caveats. What, uh,
1: what... What do you what can I <laughs> say <laughs> <laughs> so yeah how do we how do we go to the next thing um yes, and uh, I think I mentioned it before we started talking on here. There's definitely a lot of performative stuff on twitter, and um I I've been accused that. of everything,
0: and I don't wanna oh, get I into mean, all of them, but like it's been wild
1: <laughs> right and and i i I don't um i'm I'm not a big fan of marxist Leninism, I mean. I, I don't have as big a grudge as other anarchists do towards it. Um, I you there's a lot of qualifiers on there. I have a nuanced take with it. Um two I mean, I did reach out to you before they imploded like so many things on there and say, like, Hey, I might want to go ahead and try and pull you away with it. And you were not against it. Um and and now it just imploded, so now we can go with the next. And that was your first that was your first, like, infighting and, and total collapse of a leftist organization for you, I'm guessing, right? And, yeah, and it
0: happened to be, like, uh, one that the the general, like, leftist internet did not, like, <laughs> they fucking hated the shit out of them.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, no, they do not have good street cred. Yeah, yeah, that... that 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 pans out. Um, And there's a lot of ideologies that I disagree
0: with. Like if I talk about anarchism, I have a lot of disagreements. But I would not go, ah, yes, you are the same as (laughs) Nazis. Like that's where it that's where it hits weird. If you don't want, if you do not agree with Marxism Leninism, if you don't like, oh, we don't, we must have the vanguard party, and like you're like, no, we don't. If there are disagreements on the theory, that's kind of like it's like okay, that's what this is about is people going through different political systems, different economic systems that aren't what we currently have. We're trying to move beyond it to something, but it's impossible to have like, aha, I have the perfect, what the next thing is. What it's being construed as instead is like, you are evil and you believe all these terrible things.
1: I think um, there, there's definitely, as I said, they're going to be the people that are that are going, going after you for blood. And then there's going to be folks that have concerns. And I think the concerns were... Um, Hit me with, with concern. I want to know concerns.
0: <laughs> um,
1: with any any kind of thing on there, there's always going to be conflicting interests as to how we do things in what order, and there's like how you address it logistically, and whose needs get met and whose needs get ignored and whose needs um, I would say are sacrificed for other things. You're talking like big um,
0: picture government organizational.
1: Like through through any any political action on there, it's yeah. like do you have a set list of agenda items, and you have goals that you want to accomplish, and you have goals that you know you can you can let you can put to the side and ignore, um, and that's a decision that you make on there. And I think CPI um, had through through example through their actions demonstrated that while they would pay you know attention to certain things. And, and give give credence to it, in practice, they would rather, they would go ahead and ignore those things for the accomplishment of other tasks on there, and that's, that's I think, the concern on there was with regards to um, Caleb Malpin and, and transphobia and stuff like that, where he would, like, he would go ahead and coddle up to some transphobes and some nationalists, um, if it meant that he could get his point across and get his face on there and get his his message on there, and I think that's where they were concerning on there is is you would be adding a little bit of your legitimacy to that, um, and it's like it's it's you know seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? That's would be, exaggeration you know, number
0: one in the at least on the online portion is the exaggerated influence that I think people believe that I have because I'm yeah. visible. And I've even tried to st- like stop doing the whole internet, like, look at how great my life is, look, like, because that's kind of part of how Twitter works, well, just social media in general, right? Like,
1: oh yeah, that's it's, how
0: the like attention economy works there. And I've kind of tried to stop playing even into that. But a lot of people are left with the impression, just because I've been, like I've performed at a lot of cons, that I have any kind of influence, not only within the fandom, but I, I try so. Freaking hard to try to get people to just read some books, and I know I'm minimizing. Oh, you know, just read this thing written in 1895, uh, translated from German. Out of like, it's not like a fun breezy read necessarily. Even though I would argue that by the time you get to like your second or third one, it's kind of like learning to eat sushi. It's like at first you're like, Ugh, I can't, uh, but pretty soon you're like, Oh no, I get, yeah, like I, I'm getting into it. Like <laughs> I understand what I'm going for. I didn't know what to expect, and uh, you know the the. As you get farther forward in the literature, it does get easier to read, but there is a little bit of background necessary to get into conversations like why is X Y poly- like the tra- I, the transphobia allegation? Let, let's go into that one immediately. And this isn't me defending Caleb Houpt specifically. I'm not here to defend it either. I mean, but. You the, don't have to
1: defend oh, nah. anybody on here. You can just say I where don't want to ignore
0: it though. I don't want to ignore where it or pretend like I don't know what people are talking about when they say transphobia cuz I do know where it comes from. Like I I get what where this right. like the root of all this is and the root of all this is a a theoretical disagreement about Priorities, Kind of like what you were talking about. Certain things get ignored, certain things do not get ignored. So, like, what gets prioritized when and where? And I think it gets simplified to a, like, comical evilness of one group over the other, which I don't believe either way. And it's, is class, like, all that matters is, like, are you working class, owning class, and we must unite only along class lines? And you get called a class reductionist, like, class is the only thing that matters. Or do you have the, no, we must first unite along X, Y lines? Of uh, marginalized identity. And you could put in any, you could put in trans people, you could put in women, like the feminist movement, you could put in uh, people of color. Like, who do we prioritize first and why? And the core of that is I do not believe, as, uh, ooh, staying in my lane, LGBTQ, I do not believe that I have, uh, that my interests align with all bisexuals. Does that make sense? Like, see where I'm going with this?
1: A little bit.
0: So not in the same way that if I get rights to like get gay married, yes, that does give all gays the rights to then get married. But then I go into like, well, what does even what does that do for me if I'm living on the street? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Me and Pete Buttigieg, even though we are both LGBTQ, do not have the same economic material interest. The kind of things that benefit Pete Buttigieg would be like the Trump tax cuts. Things that we don't like (laughs) that benefit really rich people because Pete is uh, through his collaboration and working for the machine. Like, he was fixing bread prices in Canada before he ever was entering public office for Mackenzie. He worked for this, basically, rat fuck company that goes around fucking people over, like, ha-ha, we do all the evil shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> like one of those. And it's like, it's like, but I am gay. And they go, look at all these gay employees we have to fuck people over in other countries. <laughs> like, more gay uh, embezzlers. I don't know. <laughs> But our class right. interests are different. He is bourgeois. I am proletarian. We do not have the, the same kind of things that would help me, like free access to travel, education, food, housing, all that shit, uh, would not help Pete, because he already has all that. He doesn't need, he owns things, like, he, <laughs> I'm mixing my metaphors here. But right. that argument becomes, well, you could hear a lot of, like, capital L liberals who would say, no, Pete is gay therefore like he's with all of us we're same thing no uh what's her name kamala harris is a woman so feminism like hillary clinton is like do you think hillary clinton's interests align with like broke trans woman who lives in the fucking corner like and that gets spun into like exaggerated simple flattened down to oh you're transphobic you see you think that we should uh like, if there's a trans person who is a bourgeois person, we should, I don't know, kill them in the streets or whatever they think, I think. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just want to change the property relations. I want all people to have some ownership over, like, their world.
1: Um, I mean, that's... that's I'm coming from a different background on here.
0: Yeah, tell me um, what you so... think, because that's my explanation for... I, I've heard the speeches and read the book, or at least a couple of the books, and that's what it seems to come to. There's Alexandria Kolontai, a Soviet writer from the, well, she was like in the government. She was in charge of basically like Stalin's uh, uh, diversity bureau, <laughs> like the equivalent of that. Like, yeah. hey, can you make sure we're not fucking over women all the time? We're going to give you a whole little department. Mm-hmm and she wrote she's like look uh basically what i just summarized she's like the feminist movement is like consciousness developments uh developed along feminist lines as a false consciousness because you aren't really the ally of every woman because bourgeois women exist
1: <laughs> right and and that kind of runs counter to to i'm i'm going to be entirely honest how i was raised as an individual um, <laughs> uh so my family third generation union um irish family oh, yeah. uh, on there um, and, and one of the, the main things was, like, when, uh, what was it, uh, Cesar Chavez United Farm Workers came into town, my family marched with him, and it's just, there's intersection between, you know, the working people who are, you know, farmers, and there are the working people who are, you know, my, my family was a, was a mechanic. He was a, he did, uh. Granddad but, repaired streetcars. But Cropo, you now. are well, you are
0: a settler on the Mexican land, and you should not be involved in the struggle. Like I've heard that fucking argument from people, where it's like, no, you're white, sit down, you got to be on the sidelines. It's like what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I mean they were on the they were on this they were cheering on the parade. They were marching with the parade on there, and they were holding the, the flags.
0: Yeah, but you had the you took the principal I mean, position. You would support that, like you you did the correct decision. Like yeah you don't jump in with, them. it's like, I too am a migrant worker, but you still are like, yes, this is what, this is the correct side. <laughs> Sorry, continue.
1: I mean, it, I, I, it's, it's you don't have to be the main character on there, but you can be a support class on that. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, you can bring the water and you can bring like food. You can make sure that people uh, are supported on there. And and there's a diversity of perspectives and a diversity of, of tactics on here because I, I'm wrong about many many things um i i I live in austin in particular and one of my um main criticisms was with uh the democratic socialists click well not click the democratic socialists um in austin on there and their um naivete with regards to uh fascists because we also have infowars as their home office here and they will send people out there and, you know, anti-fascists know these people and will go ahead and uh, block them off on there. And DSA would not uh, because they just didn't didn't have that knowledge. Um, and there's also the whole electoralism thing on there where they were trying to get, you know, their candidates in. And that was about 2019. I was very, very critical of them. And now we, we have um, in Austin, we have Jose Garza. Who's you know increasing the accountability of police and we had um, what was his name a gentleman murder uh, Mr. Garrett Foster back in 2020 during the protests and because DSA did their work and were effective with it, um, the person who's getting on there is is being relatively hit, like in, in regards to Texas like oh yeah, he's actually getting in front of a grand jury and they're pressing charges against him. Given the venue and the area on there, that's that's absolutely radical, and that's definitely progress. So if, if you just say, oh, yeah, we have class interests on there. Yeah, but there's working gay people who have some insight and who have some some effort that they can put in there that would benefit the working class as a whole. You have to leave room for, for other folks on there um, and, and give that on there. Because if you're just going by the book, you're going to limit what you can accomplish on there. I think that's that's the main thing on there is they were seeing this and it's just like these guys they're gonna throw us under the bus because you know they they clearly valued these one person's opinion over that and that's also kind of why I'm on here because we can pull you away from the problematic stuff on there keep what you believe and then get you to to some stuff where you know there are radical Marxist queer people out there that'll. Definitely sign up on there, and then I don't think they'll be as critiqued as say CPI would. I don't know. That's what I'm here for. Um, I'm gonna go ahead, and leave the floor to you.
0: If people require us like certain messages to come from certain people, I can supply that as well because I know a, more than one like it's more than one trans Marxist Leninist who will Say like kind of a, a probably a more eloquent version of what I just did around. Right like yeah, he's like basically correct. It's blah, blah 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 like. I hate that it kind of becomes a because it's it's the the phrase is like believe POC until the POC don't agree with what the capital liberals are saying and then oh no they're just these poor uneducated <laughs> we have to and it becomes like oh geez no right help you're doing the racism now don't
1: <laughs> like, and at a certain point you got to pick like who you believe and who you support on there
0: this is the closest I'm going to get to a, a graceful way to say this that I want to endorse. Uh, There's a, this is a podcast that I, very few people, uh, in my experience have considered like, uh, you don't, you aren't going to listen to it and go, fuck them. They're those assholes. It's a pretty agreeable, like relatively light and breezy even podcast, especially for what it is. And i I hate to be the guy who says, go listen to this podcast, but the deprogram episode 43, four, three. You can hear opinions that I have been absolutely crucified for said by uh, an Iraqi doctor and a, uh, a Slav, like a Yugoslavian, former Yugoslavia uh, guy. And if that matters to you, if hearing it from like not a white American somehow shifts your opinion on the thing being said please and it's, it's a very fun podcast and I think you should listen to it for other reasons because it's just kind of cool and I think the dudes on it are right. neat and relatable and you get to learn you get to hear these things like socialism talked about by people who have like who live in the, the, some of the most oppressive conditions possible like these these are dudes who have been bombed both in the Balkan wars and in a you know Operation Iraqi freedom <laughs> where this poor oh, yeah. dude is like lucky enough to have survived where he's seen the American soldiers walk down the street they've been directly impacted by imperialism and I I, know, I I think that's a good lens to look through because I do agree that if we all sit in a room with people who are exactly like me, if it's just me talking to me talking to me, echo chambers are possible to form. That's why I do try. I'm trying to read, read, I'm trying to read other people's ideas, listen to how other people interpret this. Hell, do you know how many communists live in India? <laughs> like the sheer number of Marxist oh, parties nice. in India is. Yeah. There's like fifty of them. There's there's like, uh, Marxist Leninist Party of India, Party of Marxist Leninists India. There's like Maoist Party India, Maoist Party India two. Like, there's, there's so many. They all sound like the same six letters just rearranged, and you get a whole new organization. And they all have like two million members each. It's ridiculous. Oh, of
1: course. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, let's let's go ahead. Um, oh yeah, is there anything in...
0: before we anything else we want to hit on before we just go on to non me-related topics, non-CPI-related things. Because, like, if I mean, there I, are I concerns... go
1: ahead and interrogate you a little bit more, and we could get the uh, the car battery out again, and, and, yeah. and just, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I personally, obviously, I do not hate trans people. I am socially around them all no. the time. I hate to say it because it makes me sound so frickin' cringe and doofy, but I have several trans friends, which doesn't mean anything. You <laughs> think like, that doesn't... I can't, but it's you can't prove the negative of you hate these people I'm like no I don't like how do you prove you don't
1: <laughs> Yeah, we, we have mutual trans friends actually It's yeah. kind why I'm reaching out to you and, and, and here I'm just like yeah no no I, I, I know Pepper's trans friends I haven't uh, changed I'm all, all my opinions
0: stay. suddenly <laughs> like.
1: no um and again, that's that's part of the deformity of Twitter. On there, it's like you're either black and white. There's no room for nuance, and that's because social media is cancer. I'm and out of the uh, org.
0: The org doesn't exist. I'm looking eventually for a new org. Who <laughs> CP? Don't tell me about CPUSA. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't think they're evil or anything, but I think they just follow let's the social Rifle
1: association. Let's get cackles with guns. I
0: I agree with arms. the idea. <laughs> I do not think it's a smart idea to talk about how, uh, to talk about how many guns you have and how much of a commie anarchist you are because I think the government will put you on a fucking list and you'll end up red flag wad oh. and then suddenly your weapons will be seized like happens in fascism over and over and over again. Like that's one of the first oh things. <laughs> they take. All I the gay have spent guns. the
1: last three years intentionally getting on those lists no. mentioning <laughs> war in every avenue <laughs> so that in some fucking agency there is some self-respecting Forty-year-old person who has to explain to an entire meeting of people what vor is, and that's what? like if that's all I've contributed to leftism, I'm happy. But look, we love
0: the FBA, the FBA, the FBI now, right? Because they raided Trump, so now leftists love the FBI.
1: <laughs> and I don't want to say I love the FBI. Worf. It's just like I'm glad that they're diverting resources away from me and my allies to my enemies. Yeah, it's fine. And I have a little bit of wiggle room to uh, breathe. Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> maybe they actually.
0: Maybe they canceled some um, other raid that day on some, on some normal person.
1: God. I mean, but, I remember seeing the uh, the video of them um, arresting the U-Haul full of Patriot-Pair people. That Not Patriot shit. Patriot-Front people. <sighs> so many people have Patriot in their name. It's I don't want to poison
0: like, the well by saying my opinion out front, but that shit looks so fake. <laughs> I would not be shocked if later it's like, yeah, the FBI staged this to get people to increase people's opinion of the FBI.
1: Oh, no, no. It's just half of them are probably FBI agents. The other half are off duty cops. Um, <laughs> Which I think, yeah, equally likely. I've... I think it is also entirely possible that that is the solely
0: legit, and I hate that that's the world I live in where I'm like, there is both the chance that yes, that's a, a, a number of actual psychos, and yes, that the FBI would do that shit because the FBI and CIA do shady shit like that all the time.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, co Telpro, but you know. Speaking of li- like,
0: I'm getting gaslit trans- by my own society. Oh. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs>
1: But uh, since we're going on, like, the, the whole social media is cancer and the FBI stuff, we could probably segue to Kiwi Farms if you want to jump onto that.
0: Yeah, you probably have more behind it than me, but I'll tee it up for you. Uh, I, who am an entire novice, that, I know that Kiwi Farms exists, I know that's one of, like, the old internet places, kind of like, like, B-Chan or, like, 8 Coon, <laughs> some of the the dark websites that you don't go to. <laughs> Um, unless you're a freaking sadist or trying to or you're an FBI agent trying to hopefully i like, catch people doing creepy shit because there's tons of people right. doing creepy shit on there so kiwi farms has well, been I mean- under fire recently because of all of the things that like they're like DocsNet net now, or like if you get mad at some it, it was like I think this in this case it was some streamers, just random streamers who are happen to be of XY marginalized identity, because you know they love picking on the homos <laughs> and women. And, I mean, you know, they and they're like, yeah. All right, go kill these people. <laughs> and eventually people got fed up with it and uh after an intense campaign uh, uh, to Cloudflare, which is, oh, God, they, like,
1: make sure you can't get, like, DDoSed, right? That's what they do? Yeah, they, they provide security support so you don't get DDoSed and, and some other stuff on there. They do um, their
0: CAPTCHAs. So they're finally now, Cloudflare, have after people yelling at them long enough, have gone, okay, fine, we'll drop Kiwi Farms. And as of now, Kiwi Farms is no more.
1: I mean, they're, they're still trying. They yeah. got a Russian thing on there, but... Um, <laughs> talking about tactics um i mean this was a uh i think it was Keffles that that spearheaded on there after that's she got the name i saw it too doxed yeah and uh swatted i mean there was a lot of people who got cyberbullied on there and were just uh just decided to to cope a rope as it were and uh I forget um, which one of the ones it was, where I think they had something to do with Undertale. Or they were part of the ROM community last year. Um, they uh, were bullied to death because of some slight that Kiwi Farms has done on there. Um, yeah, Kiwi Farms basically... is like a
0: Black Mirror episode that's just very much real. Of it's where uh, it's it's where cyberbullying becomes real life crimes.
1: Yeah, and that was the, the main um, reason why they got set down, is they were trying to uh, instigate bomb threats in Ireland, uh, yeah, there's of some places. They're just like talking on Twitch, like, hey, we should go get
0: blah 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 food in blah, blah 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 town, and somebody's posting, like, I have one bomb planted at every restaurant of that type in Ireland, and it's like, what the fuck, guys, Jesus Christ. They could, like people keep saying, they couldn't help themselves. And if you th- threaten to blow up enough restaurants, you you will eventually get shut down.
1: Right, and I mean it's it's just you mentioned eight coon and um yeah, before, and that there. was the. Uh, I mean they're still around, but they're they're definitely lessened um, on there. I mean the QAnon folks went from eight to what's your name, Margie Telegram. <laughs> um as their profit on there so the people who perpetuated the qAnon for their own ends now no longer have um as big a control over it as they did before uh that kind of spiraled out of control to a big thing that um I'd like to think that social media companies could solve if they didn't find it more monetarily viable to uh continue um but no it was definitely a big victory on there cuz it's it's um, if you've been doxxed and you've been popping up on there, all it takes is just like two or three people who make it their eight hour day hobby to just fuck with you, to ruin your entire life. I mean, that's, that's one of the big things about the internet. It's like you get three or four people who just absolutely want to destroy you. And just by sheer fact that you have other shit to do. Um, they'll accomplish that because they have more numbers and more spare time and you're just one person. So having like a vehicle for that to be at least crippled um, to a spot where I think they're now trying to go onto Telegram and they're trying to go onto some rusting hosting, but they're they're pretty much going to be out of commission for at least three months, if not permanently. I mean, cause 8chan did not bounce back and Daily Swarmer did not bounce back as, yeah. as much as everything else in there. They, they will also be replaced by people on there, but at least we got good three months of people not getting harassed, which is nice. <laughs> so the
0: a, a point I want to bring... It is good. It's good that Kiwi Farms is down. It's good that it's a little harder for to be doxing and swatting and harassing people for at least a bit. I hate that our only form of recourse, like as citizens, using what really should be a public utility, the internet, a thing that is kind of one of our basic needs now, it's like information exchange, The fact that the only recourse we have for it is to hope that a third party company, Cloudflare, uh, decides to do what we consider the right thing and shuts them down. Like there's no kind of formal process. There's no I don't want to say, oh, do a whole censored Internet, but I mean, maybe we should not be able to do a Kiwi Farms legally, publicly and just, hey, go try and hurt this person. (laughs) Like maybe that should not be allowed. And I don't know what that system looks like, but you gotta have frickin' some kind of rules, people.
1: <laughs> right. And that's, that's definitely one of the uh, conundrums with regards to just how we solve problems on here, it. because it's like, oh yeah, we have one big guy in power, and this is this is yeah. we're getting to an anarchist critique of Marxist-Leninism on here. We have one big person in power, and um... They, they decide what goes on there, but it's just like these systems, they need to be designed in such a way that human bias, like an individual bias, an individual um, aspect of, of something can't overpower stuff. I mean, if you look at like, uh, I'm, I'm seeing stuff like from Nickelodeon where it's just killing my childhood where, what's his name? The, oh, forget his name. Hold on. Let me Google this. Just Nickelodeon Feet. <laughs> <laughs> I hit like... Like, let's see. Nickelodeon Feet guy, there we go.
0: Nickelodeon Feet!
1: Dan Schneider, there we go. <laughs> okay. Guy who basically ran Nickelodeon from, like, 2000 to 2015 or something like that, where there was, like, a whole bunch of... um foot stuff involved and it's just like yeah because that man accumulated that much power he was able to get away with um just just having unlimited access to children's feet and like there needs to be checks of that and that's there's there's not um i know it's it's absurd and the reality that we live with is both funny in in its horrificness that you can't help but laugh
0: um So let me hit you with, uh, I'm not here to try to recruit or convince you, but you talk about how, yes, that we shouldn't have things like that. And as a... Marxist Leninist, I agree. <laughs> like, and Lenin writes about the concept of not building special hierarchies, where even our government, uh, the people doing like the highest functions of government, should be paid uh, like the quote is like re- regular workman's wages, and should not be treated as a special privileged position. But just well, gotta take out the trash, gotta do this, you know, little bureaucracy thing. And in this case, I while I can't offer any like, oh, this is exactly how we should censor the internet or how we should have regulations about the internet and things like that. I know that the process that would lead to something better than that we have is some kind of, you go to the people and you say, hey, everybody, what are the problems? What can we partner? And then you try to solve them. And then you re-review and go, okay, what were the unintended consequences? Let's travel that around. Okay, let's try this. Okay, how's that? All right, let's change this. (laughs) And not that you will arrive at some one perfect, here we go, we did it. But you can at least be working towards it, because our current model is, whatever makes money,
1: do it. (laughs) Right. Which I know. And if you go into Nietzsche, that's, that's one of the things that like God is dead. And we've killed him and replace him with money. Um, yeah. Which is even worse than God because at least God like says respect your fellow man or something like that in the Bible. People <laughs> ignore it all the time, but... You um, used to have
0: cruelty defended by nonsense, like religion, right. like, you know, feudalism, where you'd say, oh, well, God says you must... Survive. And then even Marx, this is a Marxian thing, of the, a credit that they give to capitalism is that it stripped all that away. It bared things down right. to just monetary relations. And once we're down to just bare monetary relations, we can go, look, everybody... Why don't we just do the thing that we don't all die? Hey.
1: (laughs) Except, you know, we do the thing that makes money and we all die. Yeah, you have to eventually stop
0: just pursuing money for money's sake. (laughs) And hopefully the inherent contradictions in capitalism make that clear to people. And people go, oh, and they rise up. And that's happened a couple of places. But they're they're all the places that we're supposed to not like. Like Cuba and Vietnam.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I will credit Lenin. I think that dual power right now is is gonna be like building that stru- those power struct not the power structures, the structures on there um, to meet people's needs independent of the government is what needs to be done now. And it's, it, there's a history of that right now. If the government um, actually is
0: the people, then suddenly the government isn't bad because it's just you. You're the government. We're all the government.
1: <laughs> right. So I mean, that's that's one of the things. when there's like, hey, I gotta give Lenin credit. Then just like anarchists will absolutely hate me. I don't know. That's why I say I'm a democratic socialist, just pretending to be an anarchist, because it just it <laughs> makes more sense to me. Because it's like, oh yeah, I'm a democratic socialist. My family's democratic socialist. My, my, like as I said, my parents are union, well not my parents, my mother was a union kid, my dad was a union kid. Um, We have the story of how we became white. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can
1: I, let me blast through uh, a
0: couple of bips here, because oh, yeah, this yeah, does kind ahead, of sorry, segue man. in. I have... This is purely informational, listeners. Most of you are millennials. You probably have student loans, and you know that Biden is probably—we're ninety-nine percent sure—probably gonna forgive at least some of these shits. So I want to like run down some things. This is just uh, what is this? This is W S A W saw W saw TV. Uh and what town is this? Oh fuck, it's. Wausau, Wisconsin <laughs> okay, they have a little local news story just running down some dates about what you can do Okay, subscribing to notifications through studentaid.gov, so if, if you haven't gone to studentaid.gov, you know, if you aren't already getting your emails, do that, because they're going to tell you what the hell you're supposed to do, what kind of hoops you have to jump through to get this relief Uh, upcoming student loan forgiveness is only hope. (laughs) Oh no. It's only for, it's our only hope, um, is only for people making less than $125,000 a year. And that probably by the way is net. So if you like gross make 150, I mean, that's, that's a lot of fucking money, but Hey, if you make 150 K, but your like reportable income is under that, you probably can still get it. Get ready to argue with people. Student aid only has income information on about 8 million borrowers. Oh, so you might have to, like, submit your income information if you haven't. Uh, the window to apply for forgiveness is open until the end of 2023. All right. But federal student aid says it's best to do it early. Uh, apply by November twenty by, by November 15th to have their loans canceled. Okay, so you have to fucking apply? Oh, <laughs> I got an email saying sit tight and we'll figure it out. Okay, and that, uh, I think that's it. Most importantly, January thirty first is the deadline to make the first payment. So I think you have to like be good on your loans. Like you have to be like caught up with your current payments probably to get this. Because fuck them. <laughs> who needs this forgiveness the most? People who are making their payments or people who can't. <laughs> I don't know though. Don't take my word. Like I don't even know if they know. Yeah. All right. You absolutely do not want to miss that first payment or any payments thereafter, because in the event that you default, then all these forgiveness-type things you don't get them. Oh, I hate them so much. Uh, <laughs> wow. Any thoughts? That was kind of a purely informational thing. What do you think? Should we keep student loans <laughs> or forgive them, Kropo?
1: <laughs> Man, that was like one of the things when there's like, "Yeah, we should means test, so we don't make sure. Let's really make sure that anybody that doesn't need them gets that there, but it's also like." Oh yeah! If you haven't paid anything on there, you're gonna get fucked. It's like it's just not worth it. To...
0: Like long run, it's better to just shotgun at people. Just do it. Just fuck them all of them. I don't care if one rich guy benefits. So many right. poor people will benefit. It's it's worth it. Whatever. We waste money for, all the time. For a moment,
1: there's just like I thought. Oh, it's not worth going through all these. Like I will tell you the amount of things I will do for ten thousand dollars <laughs> or and twenty. If you get Pelgrant. <laughs> that is a long list. <laughs> exactly. Um, Holy shit. Twenty with a pelted. Yeah, that's. I mean it's it's one of those things where um, you don't want like there's a the saying like you don't want to make the perfect the enemy of the good. It's like this is a nice start. I mean this is this will provide a lot of relief for for working people and and people who are struggling down there. Is it enough? Absolutely not. But this is the result of um years of activism and, and pressure on there and it's a reason why we keep on putting pressure and it's just like oh it's not everything we want that that means you keep on putting pressure and then you get yeah you know, what's going on there um i think what was it not the perfect the enemy of the good but like the imperfect the enemy of hope i mean you don't want to say oh yeah this is all we're gonna get. no you're gonna get more if you keep on fighting for it which is what makes it worth fighting for it so i
0: think that's why the correct position to take is basically like yeah cool whatever what next
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like take but it
1: okay yeah keep it coming
0: but yeah basically like keep all right. it coming old bae let's see this what else is, you got on there this is a, a small step forward So here's another. This is loan related. Look at these segues. Um, this might even be. I hope this isn't the first time you've heard of this, but it gets talked about not very much, and I think it's, it's a big deal. China has a thing called the Belt and Road Initiative. I thought it was Beltan Road, like a, like a place, like B E L T A N Beltan, the Beltan Road. No, Belt we and were playing
1: Belton and then McManorberry, Peggy, McManorberry. <laughs>
0: So uh, I've, I linked an article in the general chat. And hey, if you uh, join our Patreon for even $1 a month, you can go ahead and see the things that we are chatting about right now. Links we post. Things that we say that we edit out later. It's all there in the Discord. So the headline is, Countries Expand Win-Win. Countries Expands Win-Win Trade and Infrastructure Projects. The idea with the Belt and Road Initiative is there are many countries in the world that just have uh, extremely underdeveloped infrastructures compared to, like, the United States and China and, uh, you know, Western Europe. And how can countries go about building themselves up? Do they try to, like, bootstraps it, but, like, in a macro sense as an entire nation, or do they get help from other countries? We have... The U.S. or not just the U.S. It's like a whole bunch of the a bunch of NATO countries, the Western a whole lot of the Western world, as we would say. The IMF, International Monetary Fund, and for the last century or so, like Vietnam having a really hard time after the war, your economy is really messed up. Well, IMF moves in. Hey, we would love to give you a loan. There will be conditions on that loan, which we'll get into in a second. But, you know, loan. You can build your roads. You can build your power plant, electricity, your grid, whatever you have to do for your recently bombed up country or country that just has never really uh, developed industrially in the first place. So... China forgives all of these loans in Africa. China is forgiving 23 interest-free loans, so they're already interest-free, loans for 17 African countries after already canceling $3.4 billion and restructuring $15 billion in debt from 2000 to 2019. Beijing pledged more infrastructure projects and offered favorable trade deals in a, quote, win-win model of, quote, mutually beneficial cooperation. And all of this, by the way, you can just say, oh, that is simply Chinese propaganda and them trying to make themselves look good. And I would say... Okay, Chinese government has announced it is forgiving 23 interest-free loans from 17 African nations while pledging to deepen its collaboration with the continent. This is in addition to China's cancellation of more than 3.4 billion in debt restructuring. I already read that for you. So the idea is that China, you look at Africa, there are many, many nations in Africa that have a lot of room for development, let us say. And China wants to secure... Trade partners. They want to make sure that they can get favorable trade deals. How can you go about getting favorable trade deals? Like, here we go, Cropo, I can just pass it to you. What what has the U.S. historically done to secure favorable trade deals with underdeveloped nations? Aside from coups? that's the one. <laughs> that's pretty much they they take your country over. <laughs> you look at South America,
1: the uh, Allied Fruit Company, and what have you.
0: The literal banana republics the Hawaii, the former kingdom of Hawaii, right, nation of Hawaii, yeah, we just kind of took them over, and the uh, the earlier it was like, "Look, we've seen what they do to people. they will just kill all of us. We gotta sign this shit and uh hope that everything's chill <laughs> and I don't know, for the most part, it's like we didn't we didn't genocide Hawaiians too hard, but yeah China is out there trying to do the same thing without. Doing wars on people. The thing that does not come with this is you have to reshape your entire economy to look like China's economy in the way that the IMF kind of requires uh, things uh, similar to that. <laughs> similar to that.
1: I, I'm not going to say that I know as much as um, a lot of uh, um, people with regards to China or Africa uh, at all. It's definitely more. On the surface, it appears a more polite way of doing doing business on there. But the implication with with all that is that they get beneficial relationships with with China on there. And, I mean, when you want to go ahead and do build empire, that is one of the things on there. Because there's, like, Roman roads in England of all... Well, England and, to a lesser extent, Ireland. Not so much Ireland, from, from what I know. But it's just like, if you're building an empire, one of the things that you do is you make sure that the roads are on there... And it's definitely, if you're expanding influence, um, I'm sure that China very helpfully has a standard in which this infrastructure can be built and it loans them out on there so it's all compatible with it. Uh, And that's in and of itself very advantageous because it's like, oh, how do you maintain this infrastructure? Well, China manufactures all the equipment for it so you buy it from China. There's, there's a lot of different angles that it can benefit China aside from just, like, the monetary thing in the short term, and you got to applaud them for the uh, the the long-sightedness long, si- not long the that they have on there. They're playing a, a long game with regards to uh, global politics, and you have to respect that.
0: Even if you're approaching it from a capitalist perspective, how can you expand markets, which is a key ingredient to make capitalism function? You need people to buy your stuff. You need development to ha- be building shit, or how do you expand markets? Uh, look at Africa. <laughs> Half of these fuckers don't even have electricity or plumbing. You could create massive markets by develop, developing countries and there's a couple of ways to go about it. I want to talk about some of the conditions that the IMF uh, puts on countries when they give out loans because you will hear that these, uh, this act, the Belt and Road Initiative, these loans from China, that they are debt traps, that they are trying to sucker them into taking these loans so then China can go well you owe us all this money so you can either do what we say, you know, like to exert uh, influence over these nations. So the IMF is presented as, Oh no, do the IMF. It is the much more like correct. And this is somehow, this is not a debt trap. (laughs) This is, So one, it is obnoxiously difficult to dig up stuff on this, because if you type in anything about the IMF, all of the sources you will find are directly the IMF zone website, which they don't even say that what I'm saying are lies, they just argue that these are good things. So I'm here on (laughs) imfmonitor.org slash conditionality, meaning the conditions put upon you if you want to get IMF money, like if you're a country that is completely fucked and needs money to build something like a power plant. I'm going down to the state-owned enterprise privatization. Includes conditions on all activities related to the privatization of non-financial state-owned enterprises. Liquidation of state-owned enterprises. Bankruptcy proceedings of the state-owned enterprises. Excludes the financial sector. (laughs) Examples. Reach understandings with the staff of the World Bank on privatization. Like one of the key tenets of socialist countries of even democratic socialist like even if you look at fucking finland like a lot of their core industries are national like the 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 state owns them and then therefore the people benefit from them in the us we only ever think about getting value out of taxes like you tax the billionaires and you get their money after they've already made all their money and it's like well if you nationalize the industry itself, you get to cut out the middleman of the taxation part, and you just go profit. No, this is not profit. This is reinvestment in the in in the country. <laughs> like as bad as the oil and gas industry is, imagine if the oil and gas industry existed solely to benefit the American people. Because we're sucking out our own resources, we're destroying our country. Why don't we at least get the benefit of having some dope ass infrastructure instead of just funneling that money to like a board? And CEOs. And if you want to get an IMF right. loan, you have to promise not to do what I just said. You have to promise to make them private companies. And if you already have them nationalized, you must privatize them. Basically, you cannot do a communism or a socialism if you want an IMF loan. It's
1: kind of good thought experiment. What would have to be sacrificed if a European country wanted the IMF loans? Greece. And I don't know. EU I think and, that was IMF. I think uh, it was EU,
0: but. Like,
1: <laughs> EU. I mean, it's like, because England privatized their their railways back um, uh, in the last 20 years or so, and that's doing very well for them, I say, sarcastically. Nobody enjoys English railway. Um, whereas, I suspect, Finland. Um, who has nationalized railway? I think even America has Germany. nationalized passenger rail. Germany yeah. owns their own uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And the entire state of New Jersey owns all of their yeah. railways, which is... Waddington Jersey great. I took their um, train.
0: It was pretty good. took a Jersey train. Eh, eh.
1: <laughs> but it's just like, it, it's not even like the, the, the people who hold the money extensively, which I do believe it's all folks in Europe. I'm not sure who else has managing any of the, the IMF right now, but it's definitely their pool of money. It was, I think, built after after World War One, not World War One, World War Two to to do that. I don't know. I'm not an IMF nerd, sadly. Um, I'm but barely like scratching the surface. The people the who... They wouldn't. the they, their own infrastructure wouldn't wouldn't be applicable. Like they would have to divest in so many of the things that they they do on there. Like they'd have to give up uh, um, the healthcare. I suspect they'd have to nationalize that and the railway and the uh, transportation.
0: One of the big ones they seem to hate are price controls. I'm looking at under social policy. It just has some examples, and it's like. Uh, matching policies... Well, see, the IMF wouldn't dispute this, but when you think about it, you're like, oh, no, that's fucked up. Matching policies on invalid and survivor benefits to available revenues. So matching benefits to revenues. So you see what that implies, right? And this is in Bosnia Fucking and Herzegov- Herzegovina. Making people's
1: pensions and shit?
0: Well, this is, like, probably more like, oh, you got blown up in the war, and now you have to, like, to deal with your missing limbs and... Uh, they're like, oh no, sorry, we must match benefits to available revenues. Our available revenues are only this much, meaning you get this much. <laughs> okay. See what I'm saying? Like, you probably don't have a lot of revenues if you're taking out IMF loans. <laughs> you're probably broke as shit. Maize meal to be sold, like cornmeal, to be sold at controlled retail price, no lower than. And then it has a uh, an amount in Zimbabwe dollars. This is in the 1999. Did that to Zimbabwe. So wow. Communism is when famines, but here's like, yo, if you sell that fucking food for too cheap, you can't have your IMF loan. We need to call some of your population, it turns out, Zimbabwe. Uh, agreement with the European Union on specific measures for the reform of ministries of education he- Okay, that's uh, education and health. So that's Haiti. So the weirdness there is like, okay, so the EU gets to tell Haiti how to reform education. And then we have what? Increased bread flour prices to cost recovery levels. This is Tajikistan, 96. Set household electricity tariffs to at least 25% of the full cost recovery level, whatever the fuck that is. Tajikistan, 99. Like, you see the kind of hate, like, what is China doing that like is worse than this (laughs) because they seem to be doing nothing they're like you know use this money you got to build a bridge but you don't have to like change your economy to be communist (laughs) like they don't require that (laughs) right i don't know i'm not claiming to know that what because it might come out another 20 years like oh belt and road they were just fucking over everybody and they were doing the same thing the imf does and i might look like a fool but with the current information presented i don't know I kind of wish Belt and Road would move in and help build some power plant of some nuclear plants in the US.
1: <laughs> right. And and that's definitely what you want to wish for on there, but we're we're feeling I'm going to go ahead and do the the anarchist perspective Dude. on here. I'm going to rain on your parade. Um, parade, parade, parade. I've been drinking whiskey, I apologize <laughs> uh, anyway, if we're looking at this like from a macro level, what we're basically seeing is an emerging hegemony competing with the existing one, and the existing one um has you know an advantage if you're offering one on one conditions because it has the existing stability and the existing backing of of the hegemony um China. Kind of has to operate on a lost lead. Like, I think it's the capitalist term is a lost lead. Lost lead you, yeah. you get them bought in on there. And, you know, in 20 years, then you can adjust your policy where you dictate um, social mores and social things on there. That's possible. Uh, after the fact. Like,
0: we can't predict the future. I mean, and if that happens, I'll have my, my fucking answer.
1: <laughs> I mean, you always got to, like, ask Quay Bono's, like, who benefits this and why. And the moment you get to that, you kind of have a good framework is to to how to view things
0: how else do you fix climate change because if we're going real long term that is how you have to fix it like your options are to either say underdeveloped people you need to keep your emissions level where they currently are which is zero because you don't have any electricity (laughs) i mean you're burning gas lamps uh or you have to develop them up to where they can also be using entirely green uh like non-emitting things like nuclear solar wind nuclear has got to be a fucking part of it i'm going to bring it up all the time but like, that's, if you, unless you think there's some dastardly scheme that will emerge, which it could, I'm not going to say it's impossible, that seems to be what China, that's, that's the way they're going about it. That's what you'd have to do, is develop people up to, like, alright, so the way we get rid of these fucking warlords is if you can have some kind of industry that isn't diamonds. So, hey, let's do some industry.
1: <laughs> I wonder if anyone knows anything about warlords, it should be China, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, not diamond wars, oh. at least, but...
1: <laughs> I mean, it's an inter- I actually have, um, a book. I, I crowdfunded it before he ended up trying to do some, some really fashy shit. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, Pistols of the Warlords by Ian McCollum. And that's been kind of interesting to look at. It's an interesting period. Um, when you transition be between like the, uh, um, the empire, the, the emperor, and then you get the, uh period before like the nationalist take over and then the communist takeover. That's uh it's neat and it's nebulous and, and there's not a lot of documentation of it and I'm I'm wanting to if I had more time I'd go into that. Um though I mean the main thing is like you can't ensure a continual vision for the future and it's like one mm-hmm. The people who are in charge of China now won't be the same people who are in charge in 20 years um, to uh, the logistical needs of China will definitely change. I'm very curious to
0: see because like if things continue how they are, if we don't get into some kind of fucking total war with China and or Russia or both. Uh, like what's going to, cause China's development just keeps going up. I saw an article that was an onion article that there was like one of these onion comes true where it's like, China d- doesn't want to do anything to disrupt the U.S.'s collapse. <laughs> and then it's like, Xi Jinping says, you know, I just don't want to touch anything. Like the U S is doing what they're doing. We're all right over here. <laughs> we just, just, uh, just everyone stands still. The U S is falling over on their own. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. There's absolutely nothing they need to do. They just need <laughs> to build up their own stuff, which is... They don't got to go to war with us we'll over Taiwan. To, fuck it. Just <laughs> I mean, what what do we do as Americans when we're seeing an empire in decline and, and stuff like that is we need to build up our own stuff. You mentioned um, what do we do about global warming on here. And I was playing a game on the internet uh, a little bit ago called, I think, Half Earth Socialism or Half World Socialism. Half World. <laughs> Is it literally half the world? <laughs> no, it's half Earth. So it's play dot half dot Earth, mm. and it is like uh, a planetary crisis planning game where in 2022 there's magically a socialist revolution that unites the world, and you have to go ahead and uh, make changes to the entire world in order to uh, stop climate change, and that's <laughs> gave me some hope because if you if you And if you're interested in playing the game, what you need to do immediately is divest away from fossil fuels as quick as possible. That way you you won't fuck everything up.
0: I go, um, I'm telling you, nuclear, nuclear f- eventually fusion. Like You get everybody working on that, a whole other moon landing project. You get the best Chinese, Indian, American, British, Australian, like, everybody together. <laughs>
1: those are parts of the game. Yeah, um, do they do and, fusion? And <laughs> they do do fusion. Nice. Um, the thing about it is it's a very, very small chance of actually working on Aww, that. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, fusion didn't work. we got to go ahead and deal with what we got. And it's like, Fuck. okay. I, um,
0: even just conventional nuclear... It doesn't work everywhere. You probably can't put a bunch of them along your fucking fault lines. Like, you no, know, California. <laughs> we'll have to adapt, you know, humans. But right. they emit zero carbon, and it definitely buys you some freaking time, and then, you know, what do we do oh, with yeah. the nuclear waste? Well, it's a lot less than we were blasting into the atmosphere, and it's like in this convenient barrel. <laughs> like, right. What can we do? Well, I don't know. Shoot it into the sun, whatever the fuck. Somebody will figure it out.
1: And that is one of the things. Like my personal strategy with it is, you get about ten percent nuclear, and the rest is renewables like wind yeah. and solar. Just on to that. back
0: up your yeah. grid. Like you don't want te- Texas. Yeah. Texas can't handle base load because they have so many renewables that just don't work when it's froze, s- straight up blizzard, frozen, fucked out. <laughs> and you, if you could just kick oh, on your nuclear goodness.
1: plant. Hey everybody, electricity. <laughs> Still got some trauma about that, and. I'm so so sorry. I mean, that was that was. You're stuck with ERCOT. I, mean, I I spent the weekend, not the weekend, the week with my parents, and uh, that was one of the things about my boyfriend who is liberal. Like he doesn't talk to me about politics because one, I have a point. Two, you know, I'm very energetic about it, and he's he could take or leave it. Um, and it's just like, oh yeah, I pointed out that like when they did the initial. Um, they were gonna be doing a rotating blackouts, and it's like, yeah, we'll go ahead and make them sure that the rich people have power for the first round, and then they couldn't rotate it out. He's just like, he's so upset. It's just like, man, I can't believe the rich neighborhoods are on there. Because I pointed it out to him, was like, yeah, hun, it's terrible. Our our rights here. Let's go. And it's just like the um, he's ignoring the logistical problem for the for the uh, relationship one. And I hope he doesn't listen to this because I love you, dear. Don't don't judge me. I apologize for for. Bring you up
0: you we are this is where i get in my whole like the proletariat the needs must be fulfilled like the the next wave of uh, reactionism is going to be to what you're describing things like rolling blackouts us being asked to accept lower and lower standards of living which isn't to say that like the american consumption model is what everybody should be doing <laughs> but we no don't get any not. options over like our method of consumption doesn't have to be as harmful as it is it's just the most profitable one. So that's the one that we receive and we get no other options But you're going to get a whole bunch of people who are suddenly very pissed about rolling blackouts, about being forced to accept, oh, sorry, it's a blizzard, you just have to, like, go burn some furniture or whatever, like, oh, this is our pile of firewood we have to do every year now, like... That's going to be unacceptable to large swaths of people. And they can either run to people like me who are going, hello, communism. Uh, we, would like, <laughs> we would like to do nuclear, which, yes, would decrease profits for... Like, you can't make a bunch of money off nuclear necessarily. Not for a single person, not for boards of directors. But you can make a bunch of money off of the whole fucking town that is kind of necessary to make your nuclear run. And th- those are jobs that cannot possibly be outsourced. And you can point to examples all over the place of basically power plant towns... You can't just run it with two guys, and these are high-paying jobs, and, like, you could make that your town's power plant, and all the money comes to and from you, and, like, your rates would be super low. Or, you run to fucking MAGA people who are like, oh, these fucking liberals who want the windmills. Like, <laughs> you have to have something for people when they go into, when they want to react. The reactionaries need something be like, no, 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 we see your problem. This is who you should be mad at, not... I don't know brown people,
1: blizzards. <laughs> yeah, and that is um, one of the advantages and the drawbacks of leftism. Is one, we do have real solutions for these problems. The drawback is that they're a lot harder to convey and a lot harder to get consensus (laughs) on than, hey, let's go ahead and kill all the brown people. Because we don't have
0: the marketers. Um, The marketers are bourgeois. (laughs)
1: Well, it's just like, how do you approach a problem and you try and get an honest answer for it? You're going to get five different answers, and there's pros and cons for all of it. Like, me as an anarchist, I don't believe that... um, you know, cooperating with unionists who allow fascists in there is gonna get me political agency on there. DSA disagrees and they've got their talking, fucking Hosmagarz. The <laughs> fucking they, they gotta you gotta give room for the diversity of tactics on there. And it's like there's different tactics, there's different things. Some of them will work, some of them won't. And killing all the brown people won't work, but it certainly feels good. We Um, should totally have a discussion next time about,
0: like, bosses' unions versus, like, actual revolutionary unions. Yeah, that'd be a fun
1: one. Oh, God. It's fucking anti-work all over again, goddammit.
0: See, this is a realm that I know about, but I'm not in any way involved, and I know they have their their, their disagreements.
1: (laughs) You get me more whiskey in me, and I will fucking rant for a good two hours about that shit. And fucking, I got a bone to pick with Thought Slime of all people. Never mind, I... No, no. 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 Fucking no. We're about to wrap up. No, none of that shit. We'll both team
0: up for completely <laughs> different reasons about why Thoughtsline is wrong. <laughs> and what about? Oh God. Um I don't I don't have any like hatred towards these people as people. I, we probably would be able to have a great conversation, but
1: no, it's just it, it was it was one of the things in the video. It's like, oh, they're not as leftist as I would have liked. It's like, motherfucker, you don't know what happened behind closed doors. There was a goddamn schism in that shit, and fucking no, no, I'm I'm bitter about it. I'm 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 mad at him, uh, at them, whatever their pronouns are. Fucking Mildred, Mildo. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I would. That being I would said, never I really do appreciate your horror channel if you are listening big fan like your stuff
0: (laughs) i would never uh i would never besmirch someone for their uh for their identity i would only besmirch them for their opinions
1: (laughs) all right is there anything else that we wanted to cover before we head out
0: it has been an hour my friends thank you very much for being here i don't know if this was in any way a satisfying follow-up to a fucking month ago hey last time on last minute politics but we have been here Thank you very much to Cropo for joining me today and uh moderating, mediating, co-hosting, being here to talk.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we didn't have to use the car battery. That's right. that didn't make the show. It's a very
0: yeah. it's a very docile <laughs> conversation. We were all nice and chill.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. What can you plug for us? Where can they find you? Uh punch Nazis. Just punch Nazis. That's how you do That's it. So I can plug.
0: That's <laughs> All right, my friends. Follow us on last minute. Po- follow last minute. We got a Patreon. Last minute <laughs> politics Patreon. We're all get into the Discord. Listen to these things get recorded live before we edit them. Um, and now we yell bye at the same time.
1: Bye. bye. Don't, bye. don't die.
0: Don't.